0: Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hin Zeyna and with me is Wal-Hattar. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Sikka Art Fair, which took place uh, between 11 and 21st of March. This was the seventh edition of the Sikka Art Fair. And um, the format of it is that there's an open call for submission for artists to submit um, ideas. Whether, you know, there could be single artists or collectives or just uh, other projects. And um, the call for submission kind of happens towards the end of the previous year, and and then the selection I think happens early on in the year, but and, and things start setting up in um, in March. I mean, the the thing about the Sika Art Fair it has not been very consistent in terms of like the quality, or or or. Or kind of who's curating it over the past few years. Like there was a time when it was um, there would be an, a, a selected curator that would uh, then look at the submissions and meet the artists and make a final decision. And I think for this year, I don't think there was any curator announced. And what I've noticed the past few years, like we end up with what ends up feeling like either kind of kind of school or university level type of uh, projects or really young artists who kind of are just starting out. And, and I mean, the good thing about Sitka is that it is an opportunity for um, UAE-based artists to submit work where they don't have any other places to. Because, again, we don't have these opportunities throughout the year. But what I think it doesn't do well or doesn't... Um, it hasn't kind of been improving in terms of, like I said, the quality of what we end up seeing there because it becomes a mix of, of work that feels very kind of heritage related or culture related, or like I said, kind of really young artists who I don't think have developed enough to start having their work you know, in, in, in an exhibition. Um, and then there's also a mix of kind of these events and music concerts and screenings and, and food, and that part of Sika Art Fair is always the, the popular one, the most populated one. And I mean, and just to explain to the listeners, Sikka Art Fair takes place in Al Fahidi historical district, formerly known as Al Bastakiya. So the area in itself is really quite beautiful because there's a lot of the old houses. I mean, a lot of them have been restored, so not necessarily in their original um, kind of, you know, original uh, structure. But they're small spaces, they're really intimate spaces, and 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 it really needs a good curator to select work that could really work in these spaces. There's some very interesting kind of corners and you know windows and. Um, And there's there's room to really come up with very interesting installation and exhibition. And what I see missing with Sika over the past couple of years is kind of this not enough thought, I think, goes into what gets exhibited. It always feels like it's been very quickly put together because it's this rush job to kind of have it ready for March because it's art season.
1: Yes, it's, it's very fair to mention that. I mean, both of us had our chance to also show, but like you said, it was during the time when they did have curators... Uh, and established artists to kind of guide the younger artists i mean i, I did' mine 2015, while yours were two thousand and 2014. Uh, but then when you think about the time uh, this has been going on for seven years, but before that was a whole different uh, situation, which was the Bastakia Art Fair and then the Creek art Fair before that and as we had discussed off offline is is about the kind of the continuation of that where the seven years of Sitka does not count. These four years of Bastaki Art Fair and the Creek Art Fair. Um, and just to inform the listeners, uh, at least during the Bastaki Art Fair, um, it was a a show of kind of smaller, younger artists, more of it was, it was like an affordable art fair in comparison to the uh, quote unquote bigger art fair of Art Dubai at that time, which was quite interesting. They did have um, as well a, a few commissioned projects. Uh, but it wasn't as music and foodie as 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 it is right now, which is which is what it's becoming to. It's becoming more of a of an event organization, quote unquote, happening than it is of of of, of an art fair or at least of a of a res- residency type work. And even I think our, um our Dubai residents used to be there, and I'm not sure if they had it in this year. And you were part of that as well a couple of years ago.
0: That's true, yeah, the Art Dubai Artist-in-Residence Programme that used to be uh, housed in in Al-Fahidi District, yeah, that stopped it uh, from last year. But yeah, I mean, going back to the days of Creek Art Fair and Bostakia Art Fair, and and that was something that was launched uh, by Mona Hauser from XVA Gallery, which is in Al-Fahidi District, and she's kind of the one that started the whole thing. And at the time, I think we all... It was, uh, I think, um, a, a community effort because everyone was rooting for it. Because we all looked at it like it was almost like the fringe um, fair compared to Art Dubai because it was happening at the same time. And 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 its first few years, it really it really got good reviews because it was sort of it was more it was far more interesting, it was more edgy compared to what you would see at Art Dubai. And there was even like a series of programming of talks and really great you know lineup of speakers and. And, you know, important people from the art world. And, you know, talking about, you know, I remember there were, you know, talks about, like, censorship and, and collecting and, and, and overall just a very, you know, a, a challenging, uh, selection of talks compared to Art Dubai at the time. I mean, um, it's completely the opposite now, right? Because with Dubai, Art Dubai, there's Global Art Forum that has completely developed into its own entity and, uh, and as its following with this amazing lineup of themes and talks every year. And, and it's the complete opposite now um, at Sikka Art Fair, which does not count these four editions of the Creek Art Fair and Bustake Art, Art Fair as part of the story, because from 2011 onwards, uh, Dubai Culture took over and called it Sikka Art Fair. And it was a completely different direction compared to when Mona was running it.
1: Yeah, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's ironic that you think it's a shame that Dubai culture is kind of what it, what it did to it. And and I know that Dubai culture themselves do kind of lend it out or rent it out for event companies to, to develop it for them. So I'm not sure how much they're involved themselves, more so now that there aren't even any creators involved. But Mona Hauser, um, who is the, the, the owner and director of, of XVA Gallery, is one of the... Uh, older um, and contemporary galleries that we've had in the UAE. And unfortunately, they keep, it keeps getting kind of lost in, in, in the remade history of all that's happening right now in, in Dubai. And, and she always had a, a look and, and, and a really supporting um, initiative towards the, the art in, in, the, in the region and in the UAE. And even kind of uh, I did meet a few artists back then in 2009, 2010, who were showing their work. From 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 our area, and and right now you see them as big established artists who have international galleries and are moving on. So that was definitely a starting point for lots of thinkers, lots of lots of writers in our little small mini miniature collective. Uh, but now, like you said, it's just getting more and more into the um, instabatable situation of uh, funky music, funky food, fusiony stuff, which is all good, but not necessarily the art fair or are it a residential interaction that we uh, were used to and or hoping for in the future?
0: Yes, I mean, um, just from the last year or so, SICA does feel watered down. Um, I mean, this year's edition included uh, 26 commissions and it uh, included filmmakers and musicians. And like I said, there was a whole kind of series of exhibitions ar- around the area. The one longest-running participant uh, of SICCA is the Animation Chamber, and they've been taking part for around five years. And that's a space which I- I totally has a following. Um, it's, uh, it really engages with children and adults. It creates these amazing um, installations, and it runs workshops, and it's run by Lina Yunus. Uh, and, and so that's kind of been, I think, the one consistently good Project and space that I see at Sica, and, and we always uh, like we're always happy to read when Animation Chamber is included in the listing. And this year, I had an opportunity to sit with Lena, and we had a chat about the Animation Chamber, a bit of its history and its role in uh, in Sica, and how it engages with the community. So here's the recording. So
2: I'm Lena Yunus and um, I'm the founder of the Animation Chamber, which is um, a collective. Uh, that brings people together from different uh, fields like illustration animation uh, welding carpentry um, you, you you name it and um, we come together to create this experience here in uh, Sika art fair and usually we it's an educational platform as well as interactive uh, where we take on a folktale from the region, or extending outside the region like the Philippines, Pakistan, etc. And we transform this um, uh, folktale into something interactive with the audience. We always have a part that is very important for us is to have the making of, to share that experience with the audience. And most of the times, our workshops are also uh, revolving around the work that we did and how... So it's a very mashed or like congested uh, workshop
0: and who is your target audience do you do workshops uh, run workshops for adults and
2: children both um yeah our workshops are open to both adults and kids and we kind of um after five years we kind of um have the experience of catering to both and uh, even within the same setting so the kids uh, so, this year, the kids and the adults were together sitting like on different tables, but like next to each other, and um, they were doing cut out puppets, uh, ginormous cut out puppets, which they are gonna both are gonna hang in their houses at the end of it.
0: and Have you been uh, getting re- uh, repeat visitors from the past five years, like any faces you recognize, like kind of the regulars of the animation chamber?
2: totally yeah we we have like really it's 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 actually really interesting like one of my favorite so the first people that i look out to no offense to anyone but there are these locals who usually sit outside bastakia you know like there's a coffee shop right there and they all hang out throughout the year and some of them uh, came to visit us in 2013 and they are one of them, this house, which is house twelve in sika and or in al fahidi, um it used to be his house, so his parents used to live here and these two visitors are one of you know like the like a really big drive for us for sure, and they're like you know like men with families and their and their wives and their and their kids and and it's just really like a great uh, breath of fresh air when they come in
0: that's great because I know for me I, like, I wish a lot of these houses in this area are open all year where artists can you know kind of take over these spaces and it's a shame it's just activated like the 10 days during Sitka and uh, yeah so I mean how how do you feel as being one of the longest running participants at Sitka? like you're the you know kind of the expert on has it been easier to kind of get everything put together <laughs>
2: Yeah like it's 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 I mean there are rules of how you have to handle the houses mm. so it's really it I I cut corners because I know how to handle you know no nails on the walls um we we use other methods like uh, wood and like um wooden clamps in order to hang things for example um yeah so I mean I kind of have an advantage and also being in the same house it's it, people now like com- talking, going back to uh, the same regular people who come back here, um, people know that it's the Animation Chamber house. No one knows it as House 12. They know it as the Animation Chamber. And I agree with you. Like, I think it's a very sad um, thing that it's not active. Maybe not throughout the year because summer is a bit ted hard to maintain these houses. Um, but also, like, during the winter time, where when it's easy to, for for you to walk around um and also i think it grabs um, a lot of tourists this area because of, of the heritage site so definitely like different activations are i'm sure uh, right now i think they are in place and they're getting better you know like mawa has extended like has you know like now they're much bigger and their activities like i, I when i'm here during my build-up, I, I go to Mawahab, I dance with the kids and, you know, the students. So Wahab
0: is a house right next to yours, and um, can you tell us a bit, just for listeners who don't know what Mawahab is?
2: So Wahab is an arts, if you want, an arts center or a facility where um, kids or teenagers and even adults um, that have certain disabilities, they come and they express themselves and they have created a great exhibition, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a funky exhibition. And uh, they have uh, activities, I think, they, like, from morning time till the afternoon. And they they run all year long.
0: And for this year's edition, you've got this really interesting, big, I don't know what to call it, but this really fun-looking installation in the court area. And every time I walk by, I'm seeing these kids, and there's a ball, and it's moving. And can you tell us the name and just explain yes. what the project is?
2: So this is, like, a... Large-scale marble run, and um, I used um, for to build it. I used wood, and also the the balls are wooden. This is why, like, there's a really nice sound when you're walking around it. So to emphasize the movement and the height, um, and it's um, kind of started from yeah maybe it's the kid in me who wants to play all the time and it's called uh, journey to infinity and it's because like it's really continuous and uh, the track takes like two trajectories and uh, trajectories and then it it continues all over and over again and it's kind of uh, an abstraction of Pakistani folktales this time and um, the colors are are influenced by the Pakistani traditions, and um, and the and the stories in Pakistani folktale, they kind of like curve and intertwine and they change, and like they shift just ever so suddenly. So I decided to, you know, emphasize that with the curves and the movement of the ball and the and the and the speed.
0: Um, and I know you 've also programmed series of film screenings this year outside the house in a really nice courtyard set up like an open air so I mean the lineup looked really interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about that
2: yeah sure. I had like um a lot of different international animations showing this year, and uh, also like one uh of like one of my favorites are uh, also the a u s students had their like uh, we had a showreel from them and it was really, really nice. They are exhibiting it in, AUS in their, the U.S., in an exhibition space, and it's really overwhelming what they're doing. In the past at least like three, four years, and they have like some things. So they are like either third-year or second-year students.
0: And what's next for Animation Chamber? who
2: knows (laughs) well i really want to make this in metal next but um we'll see about that uh this uh this installation hopefully is going to go to uh, creek park and it's going to be part of children's city so i'm donating it to the ministry and hopefully they can maintain it i'm gonna just um maybe like Add some things uh, to it just to make sure that it doesn't, you know, like it's not damaged from the from the heat and stuff like that. And hopefully they're going to take it.
0: That's great. I like that there's a continuation and it's not just thing that you have to dismantle and store it somewhere.
2: Oh, yes. I like (laughs) I'm now like getting rid of my storage space. And, like I have so many installations from Sika throughout the years, and i 'm like it 's so hard to say goodbye, and like i 'm really glad that this one is going to continue somewhere because I definitely cannot put it in my backyard or like in my room right. it doesn 't fit I wish no
0: i 'm happy to hear that that the piece will stay and, and not, like I said, kind of go away. All right, thank you, Lina, and good luck with your next uh, project.
1: Thank you, Felina, for talking to us. This wraps up our episode on Sitka. Remember, you can find Tea with Culture on both SoundCloud and iTunes, so please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and all of these are downloadable for free. We would love to hear from you, so leave your comments there, as well as on Twitter, at Tea with Culture.